listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue to take a look back at a very busy weekend in the National Football League. Yeah, and if you look at Tom Brady, and we'll look at the Bucks here after looking at Kansas City in the first segment, four games left. Very interesting who they play. It might be one of the most underrated schedules, one of the most diff, sneaky, difficult schedules to finish the year for Tampa. A good be- day to join us. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. We thank you so much for the support. And we'll keep working super hard to make this the best football season yet. You can listen on 225 plus. We added Phoenix last week. Stations across the country. Just go to foxsportsradio.com if you want to see a list or listen to the streaming there. Right here in Las Vegas on the Strip. 65 degrees. The neon is pumping. So, RJ, we talked about the Kansas City side of things yesterday. They get a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27-24. Now we turn our attention to Tampa Bay, who finds themselves at 7-5, and five, heading into a late bye week here. And then they finish up with four more games after that. So let me ask you, Jonas, as a fan, how do you rank... Tom Brady's performance this year overall versus expectation? I would put it at about what I expected. Okay, so if you look at QBR, Tom Brady's QBR is 13th in the league. All right, so that's a a real good quarterback rating uh, from ESPN. His QBR in 13th is, you know, obviously better than average. His expected points, if you remove. Blowout games, which I like too, because blowouts can be deceiving. And you don't remove the whole game, just the part of the game that the blowout's happening in. Brady's were a 10th. So 10th in one ranking, 13th in the other. Two good rankings. I would say Brady's about, you know, dozen, dozenth best quarterback. Faz, you agree with that? Yep, number 11 in my list. Okay. So, oh, you were happy to say, hey, all right. Now, here's the question. What did you expect? What was the over-under for Tom Brady's, let's say, QBR or, or general ranking on the season for you, your expectation? 19 going into the year. I remember that. So, by really, let's be candid, the distance from 19 to 12 is 7. From 12 to 5 is 7. So, if Brady somehow were the fifth-best quarterback, it would be like, oh, my gosh, what a surprise. Don't we have to agree going from 19 to 12 is, is, is a lot of improvement over expectation? Oh, absolutely. I think you want to bet against me with this, too. Perhaps. Now, but here's the point, though, is Brady has exceeded expectations. Now, has that felt like the conversation? No. And here's my question, Jonas. You are our official observer of the media <laughs> you're trying to create a revolution from the inside as they say right. yeah why is the conversation not tom brady's really doing better than we expected what's wrong with the rest of the team or maybe brady's doing better than we expected and, and tampa's doing just fine what it, why 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 is it different uh, it feels like the people are almost offended that they're not running roughshod through the NFC because that was where they had them picked before the season. And to me, I think he's better than he was last year in New England. And I, I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. Um, I felt like he was going to be a, a, a 10 through 20 type quarterback this year, just based on his age and all that. But it feels like some people in the media forgot about 
what they saw the past two years from Brady and are focused on the seasons before that where he was setting records and throwing for 500 yards in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. But the reality is the Brady we've seen the past couple of years is who he is at this point. He just now has better uh, surrounding weapons and better pieces around him. I would make the case that if what you're saying is true, and I think it is for some, that Brady's, again, exceeded expectations. If you say, I think he's 10 to 20, or that's what you thought coming in, and he's 12, and I don't think you disagree with that 12 too much, do you? No, 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 I don't. So then Brady's at the top end of his reasonable range. Agreed. And so this is a weird combination where, on one hand, unreasonable expectations by some people in the media has made it where it seems like Brady's maybe not doing as well as he should, except in truth, with reasonable expectations, he's exceeding those expectations. I also believe the following, that if Tom Brady, forget Belichick, had a coach that would seem to be aware of Brady's talents and be willing to adjust the offense around it, you give him the weapons he has with Tampa, Because to me, there's two factors that are different from last year. The coach and the players around him. The coach is a huge drop-off. I don't think you can make an arrow red enough to point down enough to say, in my opinion, from Belichick to Bruce Arians. But I think the equal arrow is pointing up when it comes to the talent of the players around him, at least especially on the offensive side. The playmakers are amazing. And thus, Brady's here... Got expectations that are unreasonable from some. He's playing well in a new system. And as funny as it sounds, Bruce Arians to say, well, we got to get some practice in. And, you know, like there's apparently there's 12 practice days left for this team after the bye or whatever. And I, people are making fun of Bruce Arians for saying that. But a first in a COVID year, we've never seen a new quarterback have to come in. And, and, and how he's going to do. Right? So, to me, it makes sense that they're going to evolve as the season progresses more than most teams because they weren't ready to start the season because they had a new quarterback and they didn't have enough prep time because of COVID. And Brady never seemed to hit a stride with Ronald Jones or Fournette, who Fournette they brought in during the year. So, the two running backs, remember, when he was with New England, that little flick to James White pick up the first down was like so routine for Brady, and he's really struggled with these short passes. His running backs are dropping them. It's also by far and away the best team he's ever had inside his own division in the New Orleans Saints. It's not even close. Mm. It's, it, I think it's the best quarterback play he's ever had in a division if you go back to all those years in the AFC East. And I just, you guys have talked about this before, how there's a lot of differences between you guys as professionals and guys like me who are terrible at gambling, but we do it because <laughs> it's fun. And one of the, the aspects of it that you guys have talked about is how Guys like us, guys like me, and majority of the people listening right now, when we lose a bet, we take it personally, and we are out to get that team afterwards. So we're going to bet against them. We're, and that's, a, that's the truth. And people are probably nodding right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. It feels like people in the media had unrealistic expectations of the Buccaneers, and because they're not living up to what their prediction was before the season, they have a vendetta against them now and are coming down really hard on them. Mm, that's true. Plus, let's be candid. Most people that rise up to be in the national media in one way or the other were the most talented at something in a very small pool. If it was some high school with 72 kids in the class or whatever, they were the guy and then or the gal. And, as, and I think it's less with gals because gals have uh, women have enough challenges in the media that it seems like the ones that do 
bust through, uh, have special talents because they got to, you know, they have to overcome other biases. It seems uh, in today's, you know, even in today's modern era, I think that's true. Though it's better than it used to be. But then when they reach the highest level, it's like they're not the most talented. They're not the smartest. They're not the best looking. And you see a guy like Brady, who's an international star, the kind of guy that could be in Florence in Italy and be mobbed by the paparazzi just like he could in Japan and just like in Lincoln, Nebraska. Or these guys, there's just an envy to it, I think. And whenever a real star starts to falter, Jonas, the knives come out. Oh, yeah. They've, they, people <laughs> yeah. have been waiting to put those knives in, yeah. and they come out, no doubt. But here's the thing. And Colin, right here on FSR, has got this right. Coming into the season, Tampa Bay's over-under to win games in the regular season was nine and a half a little bit towards the over. So you had to pay a little extra for the over. So really, they said either nine or 10 wins. Well, what's the record right now, Fess? Seven and five. All right. So if they win two games, they fall a smidge short of expectations of the four. Three games, they exceed it. Agreed? Agreed. And their final games are against Atlanta. Twice. Twice. Against Detroit and against Minnesota. Minnesota. Now let's think about this a second. If you add up the records of these teams, Atlanta and Atlanta again and Minnesota and Detroit, you're thinking this is one of the easiest four-game stretches you're ever going to have if you just look at the record. On the other hand, Atlanta probably, Fez, I'm guessing in your rankings, is somewhere between 15th and 18th. Correct. Where where are they? 18th. All right. And (laughs) I'm guessing Detroit's really low, right? no doubt. But I'm thinking Minnesota's even above Atlanta. 12th. So, on one hand, these are two of the teams in Tampa got to play, or three of the games, twice Atlanta, are the, on the all-underrated. <laughs> if you go to the bar and ask Barney, you ask Freddie Fanny Pack, how good's Atlanta? Oh, they got three wins? And you ask the same thing about Minnesota. Minnesota had two return touchdowns against them in two plays <laughs> yesterday, and still won the game against a good Carolina team, or fairly good. I tell you, it's very possible that the Tampa finishes one and three. Mm. I mean, I, it's. I mean, you wouldn't give me ten to one on that, would you? No, no. All right. So let's shift gears and talk about Green Bay because I said the challenge here is going to be who's the fourth best team. So Jonas, tell me if you agree with this: Kansas City one, Pittsburgh two, Saints three. And we'll do the Saints three, assuming they're going to get Aaron, or uh, they're going to get back Breeze. Drew Brees, and I think the odds are they will. Though I hear some whispers they they know he's not coming back. I don't know, mm. right? Have you heard those whispers, Jonas? I have not. Uh, I've heard that he's planning on coming back. Um, wh- at what point this season? Whether it's you know uh, to start the playoffs or whatnot, I have heard that he that the plan all along is for him. Yeah. Back. So we'll see. And this is not well reported at all. But what I heard from a place I can kind of say, you know, they're not wrong on that often. Is yeah, he, he if he was a normal guy going to the office, he'd be back at the office. But they think another even just one good hit. He could be in real trouble. Who knows? Breeze is a warrior, so, okay. But let's say those are the top three, and I think it's hard to debate that those three aren't the best three. Now, who's number four? Could be Seattle, and we're going to talk about that game soon, this hour. Full preview. I've got a prop bet, by the way, on that game that I like a lot. 
Um, who else is in the mix? I mean, does t- Tennessee doesn't rise there, I don't think. No. So who, no. Uh, go down your rankings. You got Green Bay. All right, so Green Bay. Tampa Bay. I think t- Tampa's not there. Rams. Rams possible. Seattle, Buffalo. Seattle. I don't think Buffalo. So Green Bay, Seattle. Let's, let's go with Green Bay because this is a good transition. We said Mahomes is the favorite to win the MVP. He's minus 300. Second favorite to win the MVP, Aaron Rodgers, 5-1. to one. Green Bay with the easy win last night. Yeah, it was over pretty quick. It's seemingly there at Lambeau Field as the Packers with a 41-25 win over their arch-rival Chicago Bears. So Trubisky, not good. Uh, I think that story's been written. It would have been interesting if he came back and just started rolling. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been crazy. Um, here's my concern with Green Bay. When, and it feels like it's Aaron Rodgers' personality. And again, we don't know these people. I don't. Other media guys don't either. You, you, know, you can interview a guy five times, you don't know him. He feels like when things are going well, he just rides that wave. And let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers creates that wave oftentimes. He makes it easy because of what he does. But when it's a grind-out game, when it's just the Colts even, a regular season grinder. Great example. He seems to come out, Aaron Rodgers and the Packer, on the losing end more often than he should. Does that generally feel like what you see, Fez? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Rodgers just doesn't go for the throat enough compared to some of these other quarterbacks. California Cole. Hey, we're down three. Let's just, you know, get it into overtime. Hopefully things will work out against the Colts instead of just winning the game. And to me, go back with the Patriots. If you've got time one weekend, this could be sad, but I would do this occasionally, is go back and just reread or rewatch you know, the 10-minute version maybe, of the Super Bowls the Pats have been in with Brady, nine of them, you could make the case like in eight of those games that, that either team could have won. I, you could, I mean, the Philadelphia one the first time, you know, McNabb, Pats had that one, it yeah. felt like. Literally the other eight games could have went either way. You don't win Super Bowls very often without grinding out games along. Think about all those Peyton Manning Patriots wars. Jonas, do you agree that Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to have that grit? Um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. They also, for a team that loves to run the football and seemingly the past couple of years, and Matt LaFleur, who came from Tennessee, where they loved, really loved to run the football, when they go up against these teams that like to grind it out, like a San Francisco last year twice, like Indianapolis earlier this year, or even Tampa Bay when they were committed to the run, that – Green Bay, for whatever reason, it gets away from them early, and it just gets ugly. When they lose, they lose ugly the last couple of years, and and I just wonder what that is. And I don't know if it's Aaron Rodgers' personality. I don't know if it's LaFleur's play calling, but it is weird how they get hammered. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So one of the things we do at pregame.com is we track what the odds are at any given time, at various important times for a game. So we have a thing called a summer line. And what is that? It's during the summer, June and July, you can bet here in Vegas on the NFL games. So what did the bettors think before even camp started? So in this game, Philadelphia was favored amazingly, by two points. That was the summer line. 
Yeah, you think about their home. Seattle probably had a little better expectation coming in. Yep. Home field three before COVID went to two. Okay. Now, if you look at the look ahead line, what was this line a week ago? So only one weekend hadn't happened. It's last weekend. And again, when we say last, we don't mean a day ago. We mean like eight days ago before that weekend. So remember, Philly had the one you know, real disappointing loss since. Seattle won that Thursday game against Arizona, right? So that, that was a setup. That, the line in this game was four. So, okay, from the summer, it's a big move, Seattle four. But now, what's happened since this line opened up? This week, it opened up around five and a half or six. Now it's up currently at six and a half. So, Fez, in every stage, there's been a move towards Seattle. From the summer to this, you know, last week, from last week to the beginning of this week, yes. from the beginning of this week till now, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. What do you think of the game itself? I know you got to bet on the total. All right. Well, I've lost faith in Carson Wentz. I look at third down conversions, 0 for 9 against the Giants, 2 for 10 against the Browns. I just cannot bet. And I bet him the last two games. I cannot bet these Eagles. Does that tell us maybe this is the time to bet the Eagles? <laughs> is, is, it, is this the ultimate, you know, buy low, right? I mean, do the Eagles get worse than this? Can they be perceived to be worse than this? No. I mean, I guess if they keep losing, but I don't know how much lower they go. Jonas, what's your feeling? I mean, are, is Philly as bad as they seem right now? They, they, they're bad. And what's concerning is Doug Peterson is now calling these bizarre press conferences where they can't even get a straight answer out of him when it comes to uh, moving forward. Is Carson your guy? Have you thought about benching him? And now there's this report that came out. That Jalen Hurts, the backup who they drafted uh, back in April, he's expected to see more playing time and and could actually throw a few passes as opposed to just a run option when he's been brought in. Well, and he got first team reps this week, right? Yeah. Is the reporting? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Hurts for a second. I believe that Philly, if they don't trust Hurts to to play reasonably well, made a big mistake drafting him, and here's why. When you draft a quarterback second, it's going to get attention. It's going to be a conversation. If you believed that Wentz was not as good as people thought, if within the Philly organization they had questions about Wentz, it would make a ton of sense to draft someone to try to be a stopgap or a fallback. But you better know by drafting someone second in the second round, that person's going to get attention. Imagine if they didn't draft Hurts. Would people be saying, go to so-and-so, that one guy we saw play once for Texas Tech? Or would it? No. They, what, what's that guy's name? Sheffield or something? Who's the third stringer for Philly? Oh, uh, Sudfold. Is it oh, yeah, Sudfold? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. No one's calling for him. right? They're, they're trying <laughs> to figure out his name. That when you got a guy that was on Alabama, was in the Heisman race at Oklahoma, you draft him in the second round, He's a he's built in to be the alternative, as they say, the most popular guy in any city. Usually, is the backup quarterback, especially when I remember with the Steelers, Bobby Brister was there, and everyone's cheering for Mark Malone. Let me tell you something. I like Mark. I know Mark a little person. Nice guy. He wasn't a Steelers Hall of Fame quarterback, but when you're the backup, you get cheered for. I got a prop bet. Based upon that, then Fez has his bet. We got to do this one quick. My prop is this under one and a half touchdowns thrown by Wentz. It's just thrown, right, Fez? Yes. 
Here's why. There's a chance they're going to sit Wentz down anyway during this game. And if so, you like the under. But if they're going to play Hurts anywhere, it's in the red zone, a few packages down there, I think that decreases the number of chances Wentz will have to throw a touchdown. So my best bet, under one and a half touchdowns, pretty much even money, Wentz thrown. you got 30 seconds fast for yours. I like the total to go under 49 and a half. So the total on the game, under 49 and a half. It's all about Pete Carroll in Seattle, who's been passing a lot all year long. Pete Carroll has come out and said, too many turnovers, fundamental change. we got to get back to running the ball. That's what they did last week. Running the ball more than half the time. I expect the same tonight. Run the ball more. Good for the under. Under 49 and a half. Another reason I think that he's inclined to run more, they ran last Thursday more, and they won. Yes. So it affirms him, hey, that's what we should be doing anyway. Hey, tomorrow we'll be talking all about Baltimore-Pittsburgh delayed again. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.